0: Thank you for tuning in to Healing Race. In this video, Andre and I discuss whether or not there should be a push for Black people to have more equal representation in media and positions of power, and we react to some of the critiques of that push.
1: Should we strive to include people with a wide range of experiences and perspectives in our media and leadership, and does doing so in any way conflict with being fair and impartial? Let's get to that conversation
0: enjoy cuz you you've brought up multiple times and again this is all coming from the conversation of how you what you wish kind of the larger white community would Mm -hmm. know about the black community, which brought you to the question of, well, how are we presented, right? Mm -hmm. For the larger white community who may not know or may not, you know, on an active basis, may not hold in their mind, um, you know, visions of of the black community as, as a loving community. So you talked about the way you're presented, And some of the conversation about presentation is also equal presentation, right? Equal representation Mm -hmm. on magazines and whatnot. So it's the way you're presented, but it's also being presented fully, right? And some have critiqued this push for race or or ethnicity or identity-based representation as being identity politics, as dividing us, right? And I'm wondering how it feels to feel like you need to advocate for that representation, but then I guess having people wonder or question whether it was solely because of race right so um supreme court justice right recently right joe biden said it's going to be a black woman and then followed through on that and
1: my my retort is what's wrong with that as long as what is being done is right
0: yeah So, So, so explain that more
1: So what I mean is let's take that the uh, nomination and confirmation of Petunji is it Jackson Brown? I think it's
0: Jackson. But the most
1: recent Supreme Court justice. Yeah. Um, You know, the high court is in service to the Constitution and some feel the intentions of the founding fathers. But even more basic than that, how can one serve if one doesn't know anything about the perspective of its people. Mm. And you know you were lacking the perspective of a pretty important voting and political block in the United States, black women. Mm-hmm. And the court has always felt incomplete. The country also feels incomplete by not having a female president. You know, um, because I just brought up said, why have we not had one? Because so many countries have had their head of state, I mean, or their leader, you know, prime minister, whatever, be a woman. And just like in all of these years in the United States, it just has never happened. There's something that feels incomplete about that. So let's say take that voting for you know, having a female president. Yes, one may argue that's identity politics, but to me, that is a tangential observation if the person is more than qualified and if their nomination confirmation is the right thing for the country and when i say the right thing i'm not talking with respect necessarily of moral or like right as a liberal or right as a conservative or wrong as a liberal or wrong as a conservative more so from the s yes, from the point of view of being balanced mm-hmm. you know you know justices and judiciaries and all of those J words, trying to be balanced in their analysis. Because I think I really do feel that they know they're holding real live people's lives and their families in their hands when they're deciding cases. And relevant precedent is the cornerstone of law. It's the cornerstone of law. So when these opinions are written, let's say from lower courts and even in the high court, they're going to be used to interpret future cases well into the years to come. Mm -hmm. And you were just lacking just a fundamental perspective that needed to be presented, represented and shared by not having a black woman on the high court and by not having a female president. And so that's what I mean by saying, you know, okay, fine. That is because, look, we can't escape our identities. We are the things we are. I am a man. I am of African descent, heritage, et cetera. You know, but when we make that the central factor just for those things sake, that is not right. But if that if those things are just a part of an otherwise well qualified candidate whose time has come, then I don't see the importance of even of, of it. So you.
0: So there's two two things that I heard you bring up one is the idea of what is right is being balanced and you know um balanced in representing perspectives whether on the supreme court or otherwise or even the house of
1: representatives because i recently Ford forwarded a fascinating article about what's what's our we are the last part of the gen x generation basically people in our age group and previous generations would have attained much more political power than our generation people who are basically from 1965 1980 like 1979 when we went we all would have been born right and how by now we haven't even had a president of our generation yet mm. and it's you know we were sandwiched between the baby boomers and these Millennials <laughs> and now there's Millennials um and and yeah and the the article was saying that there's there's an there's a like an out of balance right now in US politics, because our generation is so small, and we haven't really attained much political power. And that that needs to shift in order for the country to get back on the right footing with respect to representation and making sure all the voices are heard. Mm -hmm. Right.
0: And so whether it's in politics, or media, or corporate america other 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 places in corporate america um beyond media what is right is what is balanced in terms of representation of experiences and perspectives whether it's based on race or ethnicity if you're going to be serving a country age, i feel yeah gender mm-hmm. and so that's how you're def- one aspect of what you're defining as right
1: Yes. Um, But only because these people are in service to the country and the country is everyone, not just you and all the people that think like you. Yeah. And how do
0: you take in. So I, I, I hear your kind of intellectual response to someone who would say, let's not make it based on race. Let's not focus on race. How do you how do you take in that critique emotionally? What do you. Like, what do you, what is your sense of kind of where that could critique is coming from? Like,
1: yeah. how I do you- ask myself the question that I ask about every person. What is this person's motivation? So what's this, what is and if the motivation? I always ask, what's the motivation? So if I don't have an emotional response until I feel I've figured out the person's motivation. If the motivation is nefarious, is that the reason they're saying it? Like, oh, let's believe identity out of the equation because it's some sort of nefarious way to yield a benefit for that person or their group, then yeah, I have a negative you know, response or negative emotional regard, feels bad to me. But if I feel their motivation by you know, making the statement and wanting that particular thing is not nefarious, then I'll say, okay, well, let's follow this path and let's see.
0: Yeah, and so they might come from the perspective. Yeah, they could have kind of self-interested motives. They also might come from the perspective whether it's in media, business, um, or politics that choices and decisions should be made based on you know, what they might say is an impartial set of criteria. Right. And your answer to that seems to be to make that critique is to assume that we don't meet that criteria, mm-hmm. right. That yes, there's a value in broader representation of perspectives and backgrounds. And part of what molds us in this country is race. And so that perspective, what is right is to have that perspective represented. And yes, impartiality, especially in the justice system is important and impartial criteria to gain positions like a Supreme Court justice are important. Um, But to assume that seeing value in representation means there's a lowering uh, uh or a not meeting of criteria
1: or standards mm-hmm.
0: is 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 uh biased and or 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 maybe just you know blinded um nefarious assumptions or maybe <laughs> yes. nefarious it could be nefarious <laughs> it could just be a blind spot yes. um but you're basically saying "to this is an extra value, broad representation and perspective. As long as we're meeting criteria and you still support the meeting of criteria, that extra, extra criteria is important for the country. And we shouldn't assume that those other criteria are not being met just because we're also including race. That's yeah. kind of your retort to that. Yes.
1: That is a, a great summation
0: and it gets it just gets back to this kind of balanced both sides of the pie right right one side of the pie could be yes race does in this country throughout the decades and centuries race has molded our experience and to and to overlook that or neglect that is to neglect a truth about how our country has acted and, and continues to act that's half of the pie and the other half of the pie is impartial criteria, meeting standards, gaining supports to be able to meet for communities to be able to meet standards, right? Because of past inequities. Yes. Um, and we got to no acknowledge looking for are it's not either or.
1: Yes. Just a fair shot at this American dream. You know, don't get me wrong. You have some people, yeah, who are looking for handouts, but most people, minorities, you know, people of color are living honest lives and they just want their shot. And, but because of history and institutions, uh, you know, they've been largely shut out of some of that. If not, some would argue all of it.
0: The next thing you say is wisdom. Um, You know, you already kind of hinted at that. We didn't really take it up. It might be good to take it up a little bit now that I think about it. Um, So let's listen quickly. Let's take that up and see if there's any other conversations because you did mention the like, you know, white means right idea. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, I didn't mention it. I said it, and White dudes always think they know everything. <laughs> For Ask white women, they'll tell you. They're like, they do. They always know everything.
0: <laughs> well, why don't we just jump, jump into the conversation? Because another yeah. thing that you brought up, another thing you brought up in that clip. Um in, in that episode was the second thing beyond that you have heart as a community, that you have wisdom as a community. Yes. And I guess how do you? What does it look like? Because I I don't I don't know what it what it looks like, right? What does it look like to know that your, like how do you know that your views are being discounted because of race? And what does that even look like? Like what's the experience?
1: So I'm gonna start I'm by who. sharing my my definition of wisdom. So okay. my definition of wisdom in this kind con- the context of this conversation, is the collective set of experiences and and knowledge that have been in that have been you know amassed and integrated and woven into a knowing for a person and for a group of people and whenever we try to share those experiences with what the knowledge that we learn from it and what has been integrated into a knowing as black people we get shut down Mm. so when we like like just the The whole, the very fact that we are having this conversation. And I privately thanked you uh, when I was watching one of the edited episodes for not trying to shut me down when I tell you this is my truth in terms of how living in this country has felt for me as a Black man. Mm. And I know so many people are just ready to refute what you have to say or, well, you're too sensitive, or, you know, whatever. But but, you know, when do we just sit and say, you know what? I may not understand it, but I acknowledge that that is your truth. I mean, we see it in our own families, right? When in familial conflict and you try to bring something up, well, I was never like that. Yes. Okay. I accept that in your perception of the event, maybe you didn't feel as though you behave this way, but that's how it felt to me. Mm-hmm. And just sit, the other person sitting and saying, I accept that as your truth you know, and let's figure out a way to move forward. And when whatever, no one ever gives us that consideration. You, I mean, the fact that you even are sitting here listening, just thoughtfully listening to me is is so much grace because there are many others who wouldn't. they just be ready to shut down everything I have to say. See, you know, and then they bring out what the bullet point of characterizations. Lazy, he wants something from the nation, doesn't want to contribute, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So
0: what does it look like in terms of, in terms of being shut down? Is it, so let, let me get more specific. Do you have experiences? Have you had experiences? Um, is it like you see a white person share their experience and it's listened to, and then you yes. to, to experience we see your that, experience? As black
1: people, we see that all the time on talk shows. Like We see that all the time. Oh, really? Tell me more about that. Like, <laughs> yes there is a desire to lean in to to what white people have to impart. And that's fine. Their perspective is valuable too. I'm not saying it's not valuable. I'm just saying, don't forget to listen to all the other perspectives, even if it contradicts something that feels intuitive to you, you know? So to give you like, you know, tangible examples, I mean, when I mean, there's just, I mean, there's so many I can barely even do it, but just the general ethos is you, you know, there is a support for white existence to help them and make sure they succeed as a race. And that's part of partly in institutions. And there is kind of a lack of support for people of color and for black people. If anything, it feels like there's a desire to throw up roadblocks for black people and people of color so they don't have successful lives because part of them not having successful lives keeps the perception of white people being on top of this sort of social caste thing that we don't wanna talk about in the United States, but it's there.
0: Mm -hmm. And so how does that connect to the wisdom, the wisdom?
1: Well, because you're not listening to key information that you need to take in for the future. So, the way that's connected to the wisdom is like when you, when someone is telling you the house is on fire, oh, it's just the toaster, the house is on fire, oh, it's just the toaster, eventually the house burns down. To me, the way that's connected to the wisdom is that everyone, can give valuable information, so let's not discount or marginalize or not listen to anyone. We need to listen to people. We need to listen to their perspective, and I don't mean just hear them. I mean thoughtfully listen.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you have experiences where you share wisdom and and then a white and it's critiqued or discounted or not given the full, you know. Listen through and a white person will bring up the same point and it's,
1: it's- <laughs> gospel, say a it. gospel it's in the scriptures. <laughs> like does oh, that actually God. does that actually happen in yes, it happens all okay. oh, this why you you're asking for look, I'm sure well, once this is released public, you'll have tons of people writing in with specific examples. Yeah, I an example of- on
0: off the top of your head, but
1: well, for me, I more so think of work experience because I've experienced it in employment situations. Okay. Where especially we all know corporate can be very heterosexual, white, and male. I am black and gay, and so I'll give a perspective like you know on a process, or it doesn't have to be anything like big. And it's like, oh, okay, interesting. But then when two weeks later pass, and then a white colleague gives that same thing, yes, we need to, we need to do something about this. We need to da 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 da. You know, or like I'm—I've learned that as a black person, you have to stand up for yourself. And when you have a third-party employer, I did it just yesterday when someone was characterizing—is you know—a situation that happened at work. It was with a you know a setup of a part of an IT thing, and that it was done incorrectly. And I said, "Hold up, nothing was done incorrectly. Your people gave incorrect instructions, and we configured this object, this data object, per your instructions." When you Mm -hmm. get your instructions right, that's when you get your configuration right. Mm That's your problem, not my problem. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I learned, I was like, because of that, people will kind of steamroll over you. You clap back, Mm -hmm. you clap back, you clap back. Yeah. And you make them hear you. So now that I've provided that timely feedback, and then the white woman came in, and she said, "Andre is right. Yeah, there was a mix-up in the instructions, and that's why the data object was configured uh, incorrectly. And this is how we remedied it." I'm like, "Well, thank you for you know supporting me, but I told them that already."
0: <laughs> yeah, and so your connection with the 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 wisdom piece is that through the experiences that you've had of. Not be, not having your wisdom, your thoughts, your perspectives listened to, is this kind of adaptive mechanism to kind of to speak up?
1: Clap uh, back! <laughs> <laughs> I use colorful, explicit language. I mean, that, that's
0: that's that's a really interesting. I, I think it's a really interesting. I
1: was texting my mother. I said, "Mama, I, I said I'm a bitch that claps back." I said, "Girl, look what they tried to say about me at work." Uh I really did like I, I told my mother about that I'm like, I wasn't raised like that you don't just come to me like no whatever you get you act like you have some sense and we talk this through
0: and I think that's it's an interesting commentary on general the the, the general movement to speak up about and speak out more forcefully about black issues in the country right mm-hmm. um, because if this is happening on a so you're expressing it on an individual level, but I also know you feel this wisdom point on a collective level. Mm -hmm. And so your thought is the, the raising of the voices is because when you're not being heard, that's what you do. You raise your volume. That's
1: what you do. That's what you do.
0: Yeah. I mean, when, you know, Indy, our daughter, um, you know, doesn't feel like we're listening to what she's trying to say. She yells at us, right? Mm -hmm. She, She says, Pay attention to me. I, you know, I got something to say. So I have something to say. And then you
1: need to hear it.
0: Yeah. No, that makes sense. But yet that
1: that's a wonderful example, is, too.
0: That then is represented in a way that that then reinforces this kind of angry black person. Yes. It's like the lifting, like you're not listening to me, so I'm raising my voice. But if I raise my voice,
1: lower your voice, ma'am.
0: Yeah. Well, and we'll, and we'll, well, I would have
1: to raise it if you were like thoughtfully hear what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Ooh, see, you, mm-hmm. now you're starting to get it. You have evolved because <laughs> I have struggled. And I told friends that I don't understand what he doesn't understand about this. <laughs> and like I texted you last night, ooh, the luxury, I said, I wish I were you. Yeah. Just, just, you know, just be, everybody be attracted to me. Everybody listens to me and have all that support. You know, yeah. And that's where
0: you come back to empathy, it seems to be, right? Because the lot not listening is kind of based in it seems in your view um a lack of sufficient empathy right and so maybe maybe that's where you focus why you focus on the empathy portion like have the empathy to listen to to ask questions and listen um to kind of stop this other process that's happening which is the not listening the raising of voices the assumption that this is just an angry group of people who are mm-hmm.
1: and victims. to put it like yeah to put it like another friend say when those when people aren't empathetic it makes you wonder do they feel that we deserved all the things that happened to us that we deserved to be enslaved we deserved jim crow mm-hmm. we deserved separate not equal mm-hmm. we deserved making 35 cents less than white counterparts that we deserved it and that it's hurt gotta
0: make, go ahead no i'm done that hurts that hurts is what you were saying yeah. So then I was just when you were just saying what you were saying, I was thinking, OK, well, what would my reaction be if I were to feel that way? And it made me start to think about even having these even having these conversations, because if you feel or you wonder or you if you had the experience that people don't want to listen. And if if that feels to you like there's an assumption of you don't deserve X, Y and Z. Right. Um I could imagine it being hard to enter into conversations. If, if your experience has been that they aren't, there's not full listening going on. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Because then it's like, Oh, am I going to have to feel like another person just assumes I don't deserve that? my Yes. Thoughts, yes. Um, and what I think I deserve is not really deserved.
1: And one of my aspiration for this show is that you and I both serve as models of how to have these conversations. That's honestly how I inform people about the show, because I always say season one is great, but season two will be absolutely astounding because mm-hmm. that's when you'll see the model that Todd and I have crafted after now 26 years of friendship mm-hmm. in at work and being deployed with people who really want to, to challenge their perspective. Like it's gonna be wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt.
0: So this really, so I'm just circling around to a last piece, then i um, just putting things together from our past conversations. And you had asked, you no, know, your, your family had asked why, you know, why are you being so open in the conversation? Like, why are you, you know, why, how are you at the point where you're willing to have this conversation with Todd? Right. Mm-hmm. And we talked early how you were very quieter at the beginning of our conversation, yes. And you said that your answer to your family was when I learned that Todd had true curiosity and respect, mm-hmm. and he listen, mm-hmm. and so what you're saying is show the true intent to be empathetic, mm-hmm. um, show that respect for my point of view, so that we don't have to go through this cycle of mm-hmm not being heard, not feeling like the other person feels you deserve the mm-hmm. same things they think they deserve. And that, that whole other cycle of then needing to raise one's voice, then being viewed and perceived a certain way. And that whole negative cycle, it's like, mm-hmm. it's got to start from that basic empathy, curiosity, and respect. And then we can have these open, these open dialogues where we learn a hell of a lot more. I mean, you're your increased openness has increased my learning, right? Mm -hmm. Because when you were more close, I couldn't learn as much, but these little, honestly, sometimes it's the little stories, like the little story you just told about
1: someone asking you if you knew the speaker of the house, like the little things. Quizzes, I get quizzed. (laughs) I'm out trying to have a drink and white people quiz me to make sure I'm smart lord mm, mm, mm. when's the last time you've been quizzed todd on the street <laughs> i don't know if i ever have Andre. see there you go everybody listen i don't know if i ever have
0: i really don't i don't know if i ever have i certainly haven't had you know my going to stanford you know um question i was
1: told i was lying i said i know and i always tell people why would someone lie about that you can easily call the university then you can call the university
0: like this is provable this is there's evidence easy to find evidence
1: (laughs) yes you literally anyone can call the university and say i'm you know trying to check on references for so and so yes
0: yeah but you know the little things the little experiences really make a difference um you know there's, there's a question of how often this happens and you know i know it's hard to tabulate you know you don't there's just no way to tabulate i mean some there's research that's been done on some of this stuff but um, but even just hearing the small experiences and then extrapolating to some set of people who have assumptions, those little things are really informative because they help Thank you. They help me to understand what your experience has been um, and, and what has sh- and, and those experiences that have shaped you know, how you see our country, the world, and how you need to approach it.
1: So, and just to say one other thing, sorry to interrupt you, but I think this is important because yeah. I don't know if this is the right term, but I guess I'm gonna use it. I'm a double minority. So the reason I know that this works because it has been done in my gay life. When I started coming out to people, people had all sorts of notions about gay men and what we were. And, and a lot of people like, to I mean, not to be explicit, but they like, how do you have sex? Or mm-hmm. who's the man and who's the woman and like, all these questions and i said as long as they were coming from a place of empathy and true curiosity i said i will answer any and every question to the yep. best of what i know and yep. it really did foster a lot of like oh okay i never knew that about gay guys or whatever i can only speak to the gay parts i'm a gay man but i but that sort of sharing of personal stories and things that makes the it makes it tangible for people that's when they learn that's when their horizons are expanded
0: yeah, and it could either correct misinformation or it can actually lead, I would assume, to um, the understanding that there's like shared experiences, even if it's a different form, right? Because yes. you know, masculine and feminine dynamics in in a in a gay relationship, and mm-hmm. you know, sharing that or the the, the normal <laughs> things that come up in in any relationship, you know, one yes. one yes. messy person, one ordered person, you know, we've talked about yes. that you and I before. It's like, yeah. oh, you have those conversations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, we're human Mm -hmm. beings, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know? uh, So yeah, I can see that. And and I think it translates into the conversation about race too. That's at least how I've experienced this. Yes. Thank you for watching this episode of Healing Race and stay with us for a scene from our next video.
1: If you wanna see more conversations like the one you just watched, please subscribe to our channel, share this video with friends and family, and like and comment on the video below.
0: If you'd like to be a guest on one of our episodes and have an open, real conversation about race, email us at guests at show.com.
1: And if there are topics you think we should cover, we'd love to hear them. So please email your ideas to topics at healingraceshow.com.
0: As always, thanks for your support. We look forward to continuing the conversation with you now Here's a scene from our next healing race.
1: I'm crying for a few reasons. Um, number one, because the story is moving, and I've heard Holocaust stories before, but I don't believe in our friendship. I never really heard as much of your grandfather's story as you just shared, but also <clears throat> in the common humanity that I, while I did not have your grandfather's experiences, our thinking—I mean, I mean—his thinking and my thinking were not sim- were not dissimilar. Yeah, when when he didn't he did not trust people who weren't Jewish, and I've essentially told you I don't trust people who aren't black. No. <laughs> like you're there, there are definitely some parallels into your you know from your grandfather's framework in my framework as well.